Well, hi and welcome to Practice Makes Parent, where we understand it's not about perfection, but about transformation. I'm Dr. Danny Huerta. And I'm Rebecca St. James, and we are excited to talk about single parents today. They are a huge part of the parenting community, and this is a much-needed topic, isn't it, it is. Danny? It is. Uh, one of my very, very close and good friends uh, was a single parent for quite a few years when her children were small, and she did an incredible job in a very challenging situation of betrayal and hurt, and she is a parenting mentor of mine. Like I go oh, to her, wow. and I'm like, advise me, because hmm. um, her kids turned out great. She married a wonderful man, and they had another child together, and it's a story of redemption. Um but she has so much wisdom to impart, and so we're going to gather a lot of wisdom today, aren't we? Mm, we are, we are, and that it is—it's a place of sometimes confusion, yes. and, and so many different things can yes. be happening there. And mm. single parents are, can be super resilient, and yep. they don't always get the recognition and the support for being so resilient in a place where uh, it can be super difficult. I, I've gotten to travel this journey with many single parents as a counselor as okay. they're coming in and trying to figure out how do I support my kids and yeah, something like do? this? How do I manage my own emotions and my own anxieties and difficulties and exhaustion and, oh, yeah. uh, and confusion and also try to guide my kids along the way? And many times they're busy trying to provide for the home yeah. and they're trying to uh, take care of them that all the responsibilities of the home Juggling and then take care so of what the, the kids need. And as we know, there are many different reasons why a person may find themselves as being a, a single parent in that particular situation. And it takes a ton of hard work to be attentive and attuned to our kids. And we're going to be talking about that here. We're going to listen from Linda Jacobs on what it means to be an attentive and attuned single parent uh, with with the kids and trying Mm -hmm. to manage that. And the transition from a two-parent home to a one-parent household is hard for everyone, not just the parent. And we need to realize that. Many times we're stressed out. Imagine the kids trying to make it through that. And sometimes I'll draw two pictures, Rebecca, where I'll say, okay, what's going on in this home and then this other home, if it's a separation or a divorce. Mm. And then you have maybe a loss or grief. Somebody died, yeah. a parent, a mom or dad. That's a whole different journey yes. for that single parent home. And every family's different. It's important to remember that. And really the importance is having Jesus at the center. That is so essential. And remember as a single parent, you're not alone in this. That's so important to remember. Yep. I mean, there are churches, there are programs that can come alongside you and can help you. And also programs that can help your kids navigate, including counseling and counseling groups that you can uh, really tap into in this season of life. So many resources. You know, I'm thinking about Psalm 94, uh, verses 18, 19, and 22. These are powerful verses in Psalm. And it says, uh, when I thought my foot slips, your steadfast love, O Lord, held me up. Love it, and I just I think about that when mm. I when I think my foot slips. Then in verse nineteen it says, "When the cares of my heart are many, your consolations cheer my soul." And in this time as a single parent, I would imagine those would be refreshing waters oh, to yeah, a person's mind and soul. And yeah. then, but the Lord has become my stronghold and my God, the rock of my refuge. How can we show that to our kids? 
in this season and be intentional with our kids and help them understand that we love them and that they have a heavenly father that loves them. That's in every home, but even more so in this single parent home. Mm -hmm. And I think this podcast is really for everyone too, because all of us know someone who is single parenting right now and we can be more compassionate and learn a lot through a podcast like this about how we can support those around us that um, are directly dealing with the situation. I think that single parenting is something that isn't talked about enough. And so I'm really excited to dive into these segments that we've got coming up. Later on, we are going to hear a question from one of our listeners who wants to know how she can help her kids as they're dealing with feelings of abandonment. Big one. But first, we had a great conversation with Linda Ransom Jacobs about the shock that she experienced when she first became a single mom. She's an author, speaker, and founder of Divorce Care for Kids. She has an amazing story, so let's listen to the conversation that we had with Linda. What I'd love to ask you, Linda, is what was it like when you first became a single parent? What was that like for you? What were you feeling? What was going on at that time? It was terrible. I was in shock. I couldn't believe that um, I was going to be a single parent. I couldn't believe my husband was leaving. Um, and I just, I floundered. I wasn't even there for my kids. Um, and I ran a therapeutic child care. And when I looked around in my child care, all these children with, a, a, you know, attachment disorders. When I started studying them, I realized most of them were single parent homes. And um, so I, I just had to get myself together. But it was hard. It was probably a good, I don't know, six to eight months. I don't even know what my kids did, to be honest with you. And thankfully, they were good kids. But mm. I was in such shock. Um, yes. And I didn't know what to do. And I did not want to be divorced. I did not want my children to come from one of those broken families. And mm, then I, yeah. with a lot of study and praying and talking to the Lord, because there wasn't much out there in the 80s to help you when you're a single parent. It was like you were just almost banned from everything. Mm. But the Lord allowed me to realize that my home didn't have to be a broken home. There's yes. a difference between a broken home and a single parent family. And the main yes. difference is a single parent family, everyone in the family is connected. So I had a daughter and a son and myself, a single mom, we were connected. A broken family is there's broken connections. Um, yes. And uh, I mean, I could go on all day about the difference between the two, but it's important for single parent families to develop a family with the children in their home or with one child, whichever it is, and whether it's a mother or a father. But I encourage people to use the word family often because yes. my daughter at the beginning didn't feel like she was from a family. My son didn't either. And um, I, in my book, I talk about the Easter story. We went to church on Easter and and um, my son said, hey, what's Mr. So-and-so doing? He had a camera and a tripod all set up. And we get out of the car and he goes, hey, Brian, bring your mom and sister over for a family picture. And my daughter screamed, we don't have a family. And she ran in the front of the church. Just, oh, uh, I, I was just devastated. And yes. then my son hung his head and he goes, I guess you don't know our dad left. We don't have a family anymore. And he went mm. in the other side of the church. And I wow. could not believe that my children felt like that. And so the Lord really had to get a hold of me. I had to get myself mm. together. Mm. And I prayed all during the service. And we got home that afternoon. And I said, kids, I need to talk to you about 
when we got to church this morning, and my son said, I know, we are rude to Mr. So-and-so. I said, no, that's not it. Yeah, you are rude, but that's what we're talking about. I said, we have a family. And my son goes, look around, Mom. There's no dad in this family. I said, I know, Brian, but there's three of us, and we have a family. And I've been praying about this all morning because I heard what you guys said. We are a family. We just don't have a dad. We're a single-parent family. But you know what? God is going to be the father in our family. My son said, well, that's great, but I need somebody with skin on. So he was kind of a funny kid. So we dealt with that, and we I think it was probably at that very moment that we really became a single-parent yeah. family. Yep, yeah. Well, it sounds like you went from survival mode and a time of just fear to thriving as a healthy family unit in a new way. Yes. What were practical tools that you were able to receive during that time that you can pass on to those listening that helped you go yes. from survival to health. Right. First of all, get yourself together. <laughs> it's horrible, but it's not as bad as you think at the moment. When you're in the moment, it's a crisis, it's a trauma, it's a tragedy. But you can move out of that moment, and the Lord will help you do that. And strong Christian friends will help you do that, too. Yes. So yes. <clears throat> one of the things I did, which is going to sound kind of crazy, but it, it's just what we did in our family. Um, I love tea, and at Christmas time, my kids like spice tea. So after thinking about the situation on that Sunday morning, I was like, I've got to do something to connect with my kids, you know, because my daughter was uh, a tween in going into middle school. My son was going into third grade then. And so I thought, you know, I'm just going to get up early in the morning. I drink tea every morning. I'm just going to have tea party with them. And I thought, they're going to think I'm crazy, but this is what I'm going to do. So I, I tell single parents, find something that you can do that's special, whether it's Fixing hot chocolate when they come from the other parent's house or, or going to buy an ice cream after every certain time. Develop a ritual, something they can connect you with, and you can connect with them. So I got up the next morning, and I got a tray, and I got my tea out, and I had a little teacups, and I, I actually used my china that I still had at that time. Yes, and I went up beautiful. to Brian's room, and I said, get up, Brian. He goes, Mom, it's dark. I, go, I know, I'm going to come in Julie's room. She goes, why would I want to come in Julie's room? I said, come here, I want to show you something. I want to show you something. We're going to do something. He's like, I couldn't believe it. So I go in Julie's room, and she's really hard to wake up. I said, Julie, wake up. Why? We're having a tea party. She's <laughs> rubbing her eyes. A what? A tea party. Hmm. And they sit down looking at me like I'm crazy. And so I pour the tea, and um, and we talk, and I had to pull it out, you know, because they didn't want to talk early in the morning. And so, but, but we were there to like 30, 45 minutes, and uh, oh, they didn't great. seem to want to leave. And so I said, well, <laughs> guys, I'm going to have to get ready to go to work today. Um, and Julie goes, Mom, this is kind of fun. When are we going to do this again? Wow. Brian goes, yeah, Mom, this is pretty good. When are we doing this again? I said, you know what? Here's what we're going to do. Every time you have an issue or something coming up, Let's have a tea party, and that way we can Beautiful. pray for each other for that coming, whatever's coming out that day, whether it's a test or, mm. or I have to drive to Oklahoma City. I served on a state committee for licensing in Oklahoma City, whatever it is. And so that's what we started doing, and we Love did that, that until my daughter graduated from high school. And it became just such a favorite thing. That's so great. Yes. Lovely story. Yeah, what a safe environment, Linda, that you created for them to be able to be open about what, what was happening inside of them. I, speaking of tea parties, I, uh, I love tea, Linda, and Me too. I had one of these. You know the, the little sayings on the tea things? Uh, it said, this life is a gift. And so I, I ripped it off <laughs> yeah. and I kept that. And a lot of times 
mindset makes a difference, and that's what you're talking about. Yes. That you exactly. you began to see it differently, and you you wanted to help your kids see we still have a family, and we still can be healthy as a family, and we don't need to be a broken home. Uh, there there were things that were out of your control, and you didn't park in shame. You didn't uh, you, you didn't stay there. You said, man, what what is it that I can do now? And you began to create this ritual based on a mindset of wanting to create a healthy family based on what you had instead of just focusing on what you had lost. And I, I just love that. And you created a safe spot for your kids to know, I can come back to that, a structured spot that they could come back to. Wow, Danny, that was such a powerful conversation with Linda, such a needed conversation. Mm-hmm. And I love that she found a way to be intentional with her kids, which is really something that as a parent, every single one of us needs to be um, tapping into intentionality. Such a a small Mm. idea in some ways, but such a massive idea in others, and it can make a huge impact. Yeah, so true. Uh, Single parents can provide such a loving and stable household for their kids because of maybe that community that surrounds them or leaning into that relationship with God. And as we uh, talked about this with Linda Ransom Jacobs, she was able to give us some great insights from a very practical approach mm. on the, the from a single parent. And it's okay to take some time to heal and regroup. We heard that in there after becoming a single parent. You you need to take that time. Yeah. And we heard that in this in this conversation. So important to really have that sink in. And as you work through this transition, find one intentional thing you can do with your kids to connect with them, whether it be, I mean, I think about maybe taking pictures and then looking back at the pictures for that year and the new things that you're sharing together, maybe old memories and allowing yourself to rest in those memories and allow yourself to long for those, but then to grieve those memories that maybe it's different now and looking at the differences. There's so many different things that we can do to connect with them, maybe talk with them, take walks. And and we explored some of those practical ways and then remind them that they are loved along the way by their heavenly father. And uh, I think it's important for all of us to remember that it's never wrong or bad or weak to ask for support from a community that cares for you and knowing that you're never alone. You're not alone. And sometimes when you feel alone, maybe you've created that or you're stuck in that thought right now. We just want to expand that. There's so many people probably around you. Now they care for you and you can continue to look for other people to support you along the way. Yeah. And I mean, we all know and we're all hearing that loneliness is epidemic right now. And I think I want to just specifically tag team off of what you're saying, Danny, and encourage parents, single parents that are listening, don't isolate yourself. Don't buy into that lie of the enemy that you are alone because you are not. And there are so many resources. Focus on the Family has so many resources, um, as well as the local church, uh, as well as friends and family around you that care and want to be there for you. So you are not alone. And if you're listening and you would like to learn more about how you can thrive as a single parent, you can get a copy of Linda's book, The Single Parent, Confident and Successful. We have that here at Focus on the Family, available for a gift of any amount. This podcast is possible because of your financial support, so please donate and get the book today. All the details are in the show notes. Well, it's time for our weekly Q&A. 
This week's question comes from a mom named Claire who asked, My husband and I recently got a divorce and he didn't want custody of our three kids. I can tell that my children are hurt and experiencing feelings of abandonment. What should I do? Wow, Denny. There's one for you. I'm going to throw to you. That's a heartbreaking question. Claire, thanks for your question. Uh, Brave to ask. And Mm. I would say that uh, you're on a journey of healing yourself. And that's a big one uh, in itself. And now you're trying to respond to all these big, big emotions from your kids and probably at various ages and various abilities to have a, a deep conversation on this. And I think the first thing that you need to, to do is really normalize this with your kids. It's normal to feel very strong emotions, including this feeling of abandonment. That yeah. It makes sense if you see a parent leave the home and they're gone and they haven't returned and haven't wanted to return, that you feel abandoned by that person. Yeah. That is a normal human response to what is taking place. Now, you want to help them see it from a different perspective, a much more truthful perspective, because on the surface, that's what it looks like. But help them interpret at a deeper level that there's something going on in their dad that has nothing to do with them. There's emptiness potentially. There may be depression. Mm. There may be anger. Some other things are Mm. happening in their dad, and they can shift more towards compassion Mm. that there's an emptiness there. And he's missing out on a powerful transformation opportunity. Make sure you're taking time to listen to your kids along the way. As they're sharing these emotions— you don't have to fix the emotions. Mm, true. You want to normalize. You want to be present with them. Listen to the emotions and, and dig a little deeper. And if you see behaviors pop out, know that it may be because of some things that are underneath the surface and explore that. Instead of correcting right away, go, hey, what's going on? Emotionally, what's happening underneath? What did you see? What is bubbling up? Can we just sit and talk about this? And then ask questions. Yeah. Ask them questions. Hey, how's today going for you? I know that this feels different for all of us, and especially in, in your own story. Tell me more about that. And have those one-on-one times. Those are powerful. And one other tool that I love to give families, and we've used it in our home, it's just a, a family tool, and especially if you find yourself as a single parent trying to ask questions of all the kids, is saying, hey, let's ask this set of questions uh, weekly, and maybe you do it every Saturday. Yeah. You, you have uh, maybe root beer floats or some type of treat together, yeah. and then you say, "Hey, what's going well for us as a family? Mm. And what's going well for each of you? And let's write those down. And you write them down in a book. And then, what's not going well for you? And what's not going well for us as a family now? Mm. And you want to term that as a family because you're still family. Yeah. There just happens to be somebody missing that chose not to be there. Mm. And you want to keep that uh, conversation and that perspective continuing. And then the other one is, how can we make things better in the home? Each day can be better. Each day we get a new sunrise and a new sunset. How do we do this together? And then write those down and then make a point to follow through on that together as a family and have those moments of celebration where your kids get input, the more that they can feel they can contribute to yeah. and, and have some control over, the more it will stabilize them when things feel different. So this is one place where you can give a little bit of control and say, what are some celebrations we could have along the way? That's good. What do you think we should do on these family night moments mm. together? And have them craft that in a creative way so that they have some say 
in that. What well, are your and, thoughts? Well, Rebecca? well, I love what you're saying too. They're getting the support that they need too. They're being yeah. heard in their feelings, and everyone's getting to share. And you're being intentional. Like this right. is what this we've been talking about in this podcast. It's so good, Danny. It's gold. and it can be Rebecca. Another part to this is it's okay to seek counseling. We oh, want to make yeah. sure that parents oh, yes. know that it doesn't make you a weak single parent no. because you're taking your kids to counseling. No. It can be another it's place wisdom. of support for it's you. It's wisdom. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. You know, and it, and your question. Wow, there was just so much empathy that I felt for you, Claire, when you shared that. And I thought of um, Psalm 68, verses 5 and 6. To the fatherless, he is a father. Mm -hmm. To the widow, he is a champion friend. And those are words of comfort from Scripture. Um, You know, I think of my friend, my very good friend, who lost her husband um, through betrayal and through unfaithfulness. And, you know, he was out of the picture. He was in jail for a time and had small children. And she turned to Jesus. She pointed to them and their need for him, you know, encouraged them to turn to him. And those kids are thriving. They're grown now. Um, One's pregnant with her own baby. And my friend ended up having another child. And she said, you know what? I sometimes worry about our third child because he hasn't had to lean on Jesus in the same way Mm. that our older two have. And I get goosebumps just telling that story because it flipped this huge trial Mm -hmm. in their lives on its head and said, you know what? God's the great redeemer. He's redeeming it in their spiritual story. Um, and I just want to encourage you, Claire, that that can be the situation in That's your great. family, too, as you That's encourage great. your kids to turn to Jesus for what they need. Mm. Love that, Rebecca. That was great. And thanks to Claire for your question. It was so good and so helpful for so many people listening. And if you have a question for us, please send it in. We would love to answer it. You can click on the link in the show notes or go to practicemakesparent.com and click the button on the side of our show page to submit a voicemail. Hey, we hope that this episode gave you some practical tools and encouragement as you navigate being a single parent. Yes, it's such an important topic, and that's why we love doing this podcast. It's such a joy because our goal is to equip parents like you with practical tools that you can use in your everyday life with your kids. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Dr. Danny Huerta. And I'm Rebecca St. James. Join us next week for more tips for transforming your parenting on Practice Makes Parent. It's time to level up. Give your kids a safe, faith-focused, and biblically-based community, and so much more. Join the Adventures in Odyssey Club. Club members get on-demand access to the exciting Adventures in Odyssey series, including more than 900 episodes. With faith-building activities, parental controls, and a safe online community, the Adventures in Odyssey Club could be your best adventure yet. Learn more and start your free trial at adventuresinodyssey.com radio.